What is the future sound of cities? What sounds are significant in our lives? How does sound include or exclude us? Hi, my name is Milana Drumeva. Welcome to the place of sound. That's right, this is a takeover. From your regular host, Vincent Andrizani. This episode is produced in association with the Urban Imaginaries Project. To learn more, check out www.urbanimaginaries.com. I'm a professor of sound studies at Simon Fraser University, and I've been thinking about sound and listening for a long time. Like Vincent, Part of my background is in acoustic ecology, a field that started in the late 60s with the work of Canadian composer Armory Schaefer. Schaefer's ideas about the environment resonated across the globe. Similarly, his educational activities with everyday sound became an inspiration to music teachers from Japan to Latin America. Understandably so. The rapid industrialization and densification that Vancouver was experiencing at the time gave pause to those interested in ecology and the critical role of the arts in society. Acoustic ecology, in short, imagines the acoustic environment around us as an ecosystem of species. Through recording, analysis and classification, Schaefer suggested we can use the soundscape as a diagnostic tool to determine whether the ecology we've created is healthy or not. This is one of the central ideas in the field. The other central idea is the importance of listening as a practice for understanding the world. Listening, thus, is considered a method, a unique entry point into studying place, space, and cultures. This has been the essence of my work for over a decade. And despite a notably hegemonic Canadian start, acoustic ecology has a global presence as a field and is populated by an incredibly diverse set of researchers, of artists and practitioners. Sound research and activism, of course, goes beyond acoustic ecology. Just think of projects like Cities and Memory or Radio Apri which truly contain sounds from all over the world, with soundscapes ranging from domestic to public, from ambient to professional, to special events, from celebrations to protests. Collectively, these folks have moved the field along and asked many critical new questions along the way. What does it mean to listen with positionality? What does it mean to record our environments? What values do our choices carry? How do we ethically work with the voices of others? How is listening culturally learned? My own work in the last five years has turned distinctively to the city, to urban planning in the urban experience. 
My project Livable Soundscapes explores the idea of livability in relation to the city soundscape. Livability, of course, is a very interesting term because it means different things to different groups of city dwellers. And at the same time, it has an official definition that is operationalized mostly based on infrastructure and environmental factors such as air quality and green space. My goal has been to essentially determine what configuration of effects that we call livability can also produce positive or negative soundscapes. My findings, not surprisingly, were that while noise is a major issue in cities, new planning initiatives hardly mention sound. Instead, they focus on community building and vibrancy, but isn't sound a big part of that? There is a disconnect. And this is where I'm trying to go with my next project, Cityscape. Cityscape is a tabletop strategy game about city planning and the urban soundscape. When you play, you learn about different values and interests that go into developing a city. Cityscape is an audio augmented game that creates a live and reactive soundtrack based on the cards you place on the board. As a player, you will be making decisions based on your character class and hearing the results in real time. Everyone will be trying to achieve their own goal without maxing out the noise meter. You can play as an architect, an entrepreneur, a planner, a pigeon, or a tree. Depending on your role, you will salvage materials, build objects, and create ambiences in the city. You have the choice to compete with other players or take on a specific urban scenario. Cityscape allows you to hear the sonic consequences of your actions. With the push and pull of competing interests, the players can either develop the city into an industrial haven or rewild the land and bring about ecological balance. Who will prevail? You know, the, the latest project that I'm working on is called Cityscape, a tabletop game about city planning, but where the pieces of the game are connected to online database, like they're connected to an app or something. And you can hear a live soundscape mix depending on what pieces you put on the board. Wow. And so basically the idea is that you're working to construct a city. And so you're putting different elements of a city on the board. And then the sound for that element basically comes into the mix. So, so how, what is, what's the technology that's being used to do this? That sounds interesting. There's gotta be some, there's gotta be some sort of talking between what's in your ears and what's in front of you, right? Like, what yeah, totally. Well, it's not even in your ears. It's actually a little, 
speaker that's in the middle of the game place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a co uh, it's a competitive multiplayer tabletop game. The inspiration that I got was from a game called Drop Mix. Have you heard of it? Have I talked to I you haven't. about it? No. Okay. I so Drop Mix, I, I seem to. You know how I used to talk about RJDJ and then they closed down and shut down and no one's ever heard from them again. And yeah. I, I keep going on like, oh, RJDJ was so cool. It's the Drop Mix is another thing that has kind of gone, but it was a really cool technology. What it is, it's a plastic tray with five slots and you place your phone in it and it makes a Bluetooth connection to, to this tray. And each slot has a little RFID reader or whatever it is. And you get a deck of cards. Uh, and also each slot corresponds to like a different instrument track. So you have like the lead, lead guitar, bass guitar, drum, some other instrument, you know, whatever. And the sure. card deck that you have is each card represents a portion of a song um, with a particular instrument. Okay. And then you place that card and you place any other cards and the game creates a mix for you. You're hearing each card come in on your phone. Your phone, you open the app and it's basically connected to the tray via Bluetooth. Yep. And yep. so you're hearing a total live live update on your mix. So it's a yep. DJing game. It's a DJing for kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it. What would it feel like to DJ City Sound? Excellent question. Excellent <laughs> question. Excellent question to gamify. Saw flames from the side of the stage And the fire brigade comes in a couple of days Until then we got nothing to say And nothing to know but something to drink And maybe something to smoke Let it go until our roads are changed Singing we found love in a local rave No, I don't really know what I'm supposed to say But I can just figure it out and hope and pray I told her my name, I said it's nice to meet you Then she handed me a bottle of water filled with tequila I already know she's a keeper Just from this one small act of kindness I'm in deep If anybody finds out I'm meant to drive home But I drink all of it now the game is what I want to talk about in this episode, but yeah. but really to me, this is within this larger question that I asked a little bit earlier on in the talk, which, which is kind of a provocative question that this is where I want your, um, your brainstorming based mm -hmm. on like all your work you, you've been doing with the Urban Imaginaries project is how... I mean, we obviously we can design a room that's doable. We can do sonic design in a room in a specialized place. Maybe we can kind of think through a public square or some space like that. Mm -hmm. But how do you how do you do sonic design for a city? Mm. How, you know, how do you do how do you deal with like this question of urban experience or the the user? Um I, I've just been using it as a way to spark my own imagination and to kind of reframe the question. But, but I think part of the question for me, and I'm posing it to you, is, is it even possible? Yeah. Yeah, great question. I mean, this is, this is the challenging thing. I mean, I, I think that on the one hand, 
So yeah, there's a lot to chew on here. On the one hand, if I can go back to like kind of like our disciplinary roots where you and I kind of started and we, we learned through acoustic ecology, a lot of the design uh, sort of discourse there was to design soundscapes for the sake of designing soundscapes. And I think that's fine, but I think that that's the problem because if we're thinking only about the soundscapes, then what's the bigger purpose? I think, I actually think Thinking through sound and soundscapes is there to help us design not better soundscapes, but better cities. Better and cities. I think, yeah. And I think I think the I think the the difference is subtle, but it's very important. Oh, right. Very, very important. Yeah. Um, it's very important because because we can learn through sound how we might better design things that may not be sounded at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? And 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 by consequence, that might have that might return back to, you know, better soundscapes, but it's not about the soundscape, in my humble opinion. And this is kind of this is kind of like one of the one of the key things for me. And and when I talk about like sonic citizenship, it's it's actually not about designing soundscapes. It's actually about finding ways to politically include people, right? Mm. In in society it's about people in society and it's not about sound but can sound help us do that yes i think i think it can right so so that's that's my kind of like subtle shift but i think is 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 the important one and then i think in terms of like in terms of like how do we design purposefully design uh and on a, on a larger scale how do we purposefully implement ideas of design in the soundscape I think it's it's a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult, obviously, than when you're in a studio or in a given room or whatever. But I all I ultimately think it's about um, uh, thinking through ideas of community. So what are what are sounds that bring people together in ways that um, in ways that make spaces accommodating, safe, inclusive, egalitarian, democratic, those sorts of things. So I think I think if we're thinking about like um, uh, sound and design, in, instinctually my my head goes to what are sounds of community. I don't want to use community in the sense of like in this um, in this like utopic sort of idea, like sort of ideal in which is ways that com community gets mobilized, but like in in ways that are like time and place appropriate and sensitive to the fact that some that that this is a very fluid concept and that that there are times where people may not want to belong in this community, right? And so, and so for me, I think that's like the central theme that I think about when I think about soundscape design. It's, it it's got to gravitate around community in some way. Yeah. This, this is fantastic to hear. And it's, it's interesting that we haven't talked in two years, at least, because that's exactly where my thinking has gone. I mean, I, uh, 
because I got approached by a couple of architecture firms. And so I've been doing a little bit of, um, I've been trying to liaise and to get connected with urban planning, actual urban planning departments and architecture. And, you know, those are folks that in one way or another, quite interested in operationalizing, you know, well, what can be done? How can this idea or this, you know, what can you teach us about sound? And so, you know, there are, there are concrete things um, and there are even companies out there that do uh, remodeling of, of office space to, uh, to optimize the sonic environment. You know, there are all of that, but in one of the last meetings, what I ended up saying was, I'm not interested in designing a soundscape or even affecting the current soundscape. I'm interested in designing the space and the process and the the um, the kind of community and the experience in such a way that it then might result in a better soundscape. And yeah, sound as a method for as an entry point is really really valuable because uh, it's actually I, I I should say I was recently contacted by Microsoft Research because. Surprise, surprise, uh, noise issues in their office is like the number one complaint. It's a wow. huge problem. Hmm. People being bothered by noise, finding it um, really hard to focus, finding uh, a lack of uh, spaces to have meetings, um, just all so sorts of sonic needs that they have are being mm -hmm. not realized in the space that they currently have. Yeah. And it, in a way, I think it's a result of other directions and other priorities, which is why yesterday in your class, I talked a lot about um, there is a place to kind of think more holistically and we need to start thinking more holistically because, uh, yeah, when you guess what, when you start creating like, ultra open open plan office well then you have no way of creating any sort of acoustic spaces and acoustic yeah. zones yeah yeah so uh, a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago i went and i bought this new chair which i absolutely love is this herman miller chair and i went to their uh to their uh, mur, mur, mur. yeah i know i know hey man whatever <laughs> i'm sitting on this hey. thing like 10 hours a day forget of it of course I went, I went all out, so yeah, your rear deserves the best. <laughs> That's what I think as well. And yeah. so, and so, when I was there doing the shopping, I was, uh, I was, I realized that they had those uh, little cubicles. You, you've seen those, eh? Those glass little yeah. office things. And uh, I was very curious about them because they're, they're, you know, it's a, it's a clear box, right? It's a clear box with its own ventilation and everything. And they make them for individuals, and they make them for. Uh, so they make them for one person, they make them for two people, one-on-one -on -one meeting, but they also make them for up to four people. It's a big, massive glass box. And I went in there because I was curious about listening. So it's like, do these things really work? My goodness, I felt like I was walking into a refrigerator. The way the thing like opens and the way that it like closes, Honestly, there could have been a concert going outside. I would not have heard it. Like they See? are so... So um, uh, sound, so soundproof. It's unbelievable, you know. Yeah, but actually, nobody wants that. It, it's when oh, people when people complain about noise, they don't want absolute silence. Like people find that kind of, you know, that people find that kind of silence like so unnerving. It's so unnatural. Yep. 
That's crazy. It's like, you know, your own personal fish tank. That's what it that's exactly what it is. So so my suspicion is Microsoft's um, concern is not Microsoft concern alone. A lot of offices are dealing yeah. with this, especially following, yeah. you know, the move to the uh, to the open office. Open open <clears throat> concept, yeah. And the open concept office. And uh, these are the solutions they have. Yep. Right? The solutions they the best that they've come up with is uh, fish tanks and presumably maybe some baffles. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I found a local company even uh, or two that specializes in um, kind of directional paneling, all kinds of directional paneling. So, you know, it's yeah. angled in this way or that way. And so it's yeah. installed in ceiling. So even especially in places, you know, where there's um, cubicles, but cubicle walls are really thin and they don't go very high. So, so the sound still does kind of float up and mix in. So this is this is a really cool idea. Getting back to like the cityscape, yeah. this is a really cool idea. Yeah, and you know, I uh, I, I hate to be so quite so predictable because you know I know that when Lyra was of a certain age, Dave was really uh, into kind of uh, young childhood education and and into working with kids. Um, but you know, it's hard not to want to do that when you see your own kids going through the school system and learning certain things. And so I'm actually quite excited to, I mean, the architecture firms that I work with, what they're wanting is a simulation, not a game really, but a simulation program where they can insert a certain material, certain height, certain physical parameters, and then hear what that would sound like. Because right now they said, we, we do care about sound, but we don't know anything about it. And we have no way of simulating anything. Right now with, um, with physical architecture, they work with physical models, they make little miniatures, but it's all visual and there's no sonic mm. component. Mm. So, so what they would really like is to be able to test out things like um, different material interaction, um, you know, diffusion, reflection, reverberation, those kinds of things. And those are really important and somebody should create that if they haven't already. But um, it struck me more and more that this isn't it really. I mean, it's a kind of a icebreaker and an awareness builder, but it's it's playful. It's uh, We have these meters here, if you can see these kind of notches. Yep. That would be moving up and down. So there's a notch there. Here's how you play the game. Um, you get a character card. So it's competitive. You play as um, an architect, a planner, but you can also play as a pigeon or as a tree. So oh, we're kind of, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get into like more than human sensing. Cool. Um, you have different material cards. You use these material cards to purchase city elements. So that silly elements can be something like a local park or a festival or uh, a building or a road. But then they kind of go up in uh, complexity. So they're like a mall with restaurants inside. Uh, so when a card is placed on the game board, a new sound mixes in and every decision affects the meter. So each time a new sound comes in, it affects the meters. Um, and the meters are uh, a noise meter, obviously, industry meter, and a community spirit. 
And so the idea of the game to me is for a, the player to see how each decision kind of, how each of these things are interrelated. If you increase industry a lot, you're going to decrease community spirit and you're going to increase the noise meter. Mm-hmm. If you decrease industry too much, you know, maybe some of the same things will happen. Um, if you decrease the noise meter too much, then you also decrease community spirit because, uh, you know, noise to some degree, sound to some degree is an indicator of vibrancy mm-hmm. in the community. So it's kind of a, this is what I'm calling it, a unique sandbox that illustrates the complex interrelationship between infrastructure and city sound. The goal of the game is not to create a certain soundscape. The goal of the game for each card is to achieve a particular configuration of of the meters. Cityscape is a competitive tabletop game about city planning and the urban soundscape. When you play, you learn about different values and interests in developing a city. Depending on your character class, you will be making decisions and hearing the results in real time. Everyone playing will be trying to achieve their goal without maxing out the noise meter. Cityscape allows you to hear the sonic consequences of your actions. I think that's really cool, and I think everybody wants that. Nobody wants to just play games on the iPad. So DJing the city. Thinking about Cityscape playfully is definitely leading me towards wanting to make this game for school kids as a form of civic literacy. The city is their habitus, their environment, and we need citizens who understand the complex interrelationships between infrastructure, community, well-being, and social justice. I hope this project, if anything, helps us imagine more creative, more vibrant, more inclusive urban futures. Do you have anything else in mind that you want to you want to kind of work through? I, yeah, I mean, I guess in, in what can be done practically, if anything, especially given that so much infrastructure is set um, and it's immovable in cities. And yet, you know, when I, you know, when you go to Europe, you just notice there's a, such a different design. I mean, it's like, mm. even visually, if you step up and you look at bird's eye view, it's so different. If you've got your town circle and it can, everything radiates from there. North yeah. America and Vancouver is so oriented towards car traffic. Mm-hmm. How are you finding Ottawa? But what's interesting about the town itself, though, is that it's um, it's small and it's also a lot more, strangely enough, I feel like it's more integrated in nature than the city of Vancouver is. Um, mm. I feel like there's this natural sort of e- ecology that's woven through the city, in part because the river goes right through or the canal goes right through it and then the river goes around it on the other side. Um, and I guess that's the case in Vancouver as well. It's like you're by the ocean. So, I mean, there's there's that. I think I mean, the I scale, have... though. I mean, I think scale, we don't talk about that. Like maybe cities were not supposed to be bigger than Ottawa and have a sense of community. Maybe like these mega policies that we've created are just not, not conducive. Because, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of water. We have the inlet. You know, we have the whole seawall. But it feels really 
remote, even though I'm fairly close to it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that maybe it is like maybe scale does have something to. Something I mean, to scale do. geography. Uh, it, it's none of these cities were really built with. Um, you know, when we talk about indigenization and indigenous perspectives, work with the land. You know, not conquer it like the colonial mindset. Like I'm gonna conquer the land. No, work with the land. And it, and no wonder it doesn't feel like the city is woven into the land, or the land is woven into it. it, it everything has to be designed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.